Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, welcome back in to another thrilling episode of UAP, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, episode 39. Whoa. Strap in and get ready because we're going to cover a whole range of things today in Sex, Lies, and Aliens. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that title came to me in my sleep, by the I, way. I'll bet it did. It was did. one it's of those things. Very juicy there. Oh boy. So we got a lot to get to on this one today, which is really essentially... Part two, Karen, of what we did last week. So hello to you, Karen Curtis. Well, hello to you as well. Yeah, last week we talked about... Thank you very much. Elvis and... Uh, Baby, you had a great... Jackie Gleason. And that was a lot of fun last week with fun. celebrities and alien encounters and... With you know those names you mentioned, they were two of the highlights of what we spoke about. I was most excited about Elvis having those special powers where he could make the leaves on bushes move and make clouds disperse and appear. And I mean, I that, believe that he had he was so that was he so had such weird, a special energy to him. I didn't get to tell the story last week, not to get too far off the beating path here, because I do want to get into all the things we have today for sex, lies, and aliens involving JFK. If you heard the tease on the previous episode, JFK, Robert Kennedy. Marilyn Monroe and Burl Ives. <laughs> what did these four people have in common? Oh, just wait till you hear this it's stuff. It's not Christmas. But getting, just with that Elvis thing real quick, it reminds me of a story that, it's not Christmas, it reminds me of a story that actually happened to me. Um, a priest, when I was a kid, we had this priest named Father Eve, and he was from Haiti. One of the nicest people I've ever met in my life was this priest, Father Eve. I'll never forget him as long as I live. But there was a story from our pastor of the church where if you're local to the area in South Florida, this was at Our Lady of Lords in Boca Raton where, where I grew up because um, we do this show in South Florida. We have listeners all over the world. We which, do. Thank you to everybody who listens in all different countries. So that's where, if you ever wondered, we do this show here in South Florida in West Palm Beach. I think South Africa and Australia are our hot spots. Or was it Canada? Canada, England. Um, yeah, Australia. So thank you to everybody who, who listens around the world. We appreciate Crikey. you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry for the bad accents. <laughs> uh, but no, so just real quick, this story. So with Father Eve, the pastor told the story and he was dead serious. He's like, we were out with Father Eve and it was pouring and we all knew the storm. It was a really bad storm we had one day. And he said, we came out of the church and Father Eve and the pastor, his name was Father Reardon. He said, and we were like, oh, geez, you know, we forgot our umbrellas. And Father Eve looked up to the sky and said, stop. No. And it stopped raining. My gosh. Over the church, it stopped raining. What? I'm not making this up. I know it sounds stupid. I know it sounds fantastical. Like, oh, you're no, some no, crazy no, Jesus I... person. No, I'm telling you this happened. <laughs> Remember Tim so, Russert when he died? They had his funeral. Yeah. And when they went outside, there was a huge rainbow in the sky. That's right. And I they remember thought that it story. was him. Yeah. So there's just some weird things like yeah. that that maybe we'll get into in oh. future episodes. Hint, hint. Yes, because maybe people come back and they remember. Hint, hint. Uh -huh. Future uh -huh. episodes. But so that just reminded me of that story Love it. when Father I was Eve. a kid. Yeah. But anyway, so. Make it stop. <laughs> Here we go. Part two, essentially. And this. This started out as one episode last week with celebrity alien encounters, and we came up with so much that we had to split this one part here with those names I mentioned, Marilyn Monroe and the such, 
where we just had to separate it into its own episode here today. You're going to be so glad that we did, because now we can do a deep dive. <laughs> yes. And before we do that, though, I have to give you my little factoid. You know there's always a factoid to start. I actually had this last week, but then something else happened, so I saved it for you. Oh, good. It's in the Peruvian Amazon. They have native stingless bees. I've never heard of this. Native stingless bees. Now, that's the kind of bee that I could dig, right? Yeah, yeah I would like those actually here yeah. instead of all the giant wasps that we have. What are those uh, Africanized bees? What are the, kill- the killer murder bees? Oh, yeah, the murder hornets. I remember those. Oh, my yeah. God. So anyway, uh, they're helping beekeepers and their communities by producing honey and pollinating local plants with something called miracle liquid. Huh. It's a medicinal honey from these bees. It's medicinal. There's wow. a. They've got their biological name is Tetraganula iridipinus. Oh yeah, I've heard of those. Yeah, iridipinus. Yes. He's, right. uh, it's in southern <laughs> India too. The forest communities harvest the medicinal honey from the bees, and it helps to heal. Wow. So the bee, the honeybee. Mm-hmm. If we don't have honeybees, we don't exist. Uh, uh, yes. The honeybees are like the moon. Gotta have we both. Don't, <laughs> don't mess with the moon and don't mess with the honeybees. Leave them both alone. That's right. We've Thank talked you very much. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Elvis. Thank you. So getting into it here now. You ready for this? You ready By for this the way, that's one of our most listened to episodes is about the moon. Oh, that's right. We had that was a two parter as well, yeah. actually. So yeah. this is kind of like an unofficial two parter. Secrets of the Moon, here. was it? Yeah, Secrets yeah. of the Moon Part One and Two. Way back when, if you want to go <laughs> listen to those. So Marilyn Monroe. Of course, one of the most famous names in modern history. She died back on August 4th, 1962. Various mysteri- very mysterious uh, circumstances, a lot of different theories as to how and why she died. But before then, she had famously been rumored to be in a sort of love triangle affair with both JFK and Robert F. Kennedy. Okay? She got passed around a lot. Yeah. She, you know, it was... That's the way it was, the casting call couch mm. in Hollywood. <clears throat> Women got, you know, well, they, they, <laughs> they the became, <laughs> the starlets were, you know, they had to earn their keep and they had to, whatever. Well, so yeah. it happened. And Not she would use men uh, to get where she wanted to go. I mean, you know, she had a couple of marriages. Obviously, Joe DiMaggio was one of the more famous ones. But then she gets into this love triangle. Arthur Miller, too. Yeah. I mean, she she married some pretty distinguished people. She did. And I mean, she did a lot in her, her short life, really. And I mean, she kind of worked her way up the social ladder. <laughs> I mean, she not, wanted to be taken seriously, though, and it was did. hard with the roles they kept giving her. And the same thing happened to Elvis. They minimalized him, and he wanted to be a, re- a real actor, and they kept putting him in those blue Hawaii kind of movies, you know. He wanted to be taken seriously, you know. Yeah, he wanted true. to be like in From Here to Eternity. He wanted to be Burt Lancaster rolling around in the Hawaiian beach in the surf with Deborah Kerr. Can you imagine if... He got that role, and Marilyn got that role. It would be Elvis rolling around the Hawaiian beach. Oh my goodness <laughs> with gracious! Marilyn. <laughs> now that, yeah, but they just want to be taken seriously, not these beach blanket bingo. And things. I think that's kind of where she found herself because, and then you know, she finds herself in all these affairs. So, well, first we'll start with JFK. Yes. Okay. Now there are differing reports, really through all. I mean, there's been so many books and things written about. This, so we're not really trying to rehash things you may have heard or read or seen. It's just. It kind of all comes together here. This so was really toward see. the end of her life after she'd yes. gone through a string of men. That's right. And, and there's been all different types of reports through history. How many times were they actually together? Um, I mean, there, there's there's reports that the only time that they slept together was at a Christmas party that Bing Crosby threw. No way. Yeah, that's that's what they say. And it was at his house, actually. 
Um, and oh, so it wasn't in the Lincoln bedroom that's with, what they with say. Jackie down the hall? Yeah, I mean, that's what they say, that it was like a one-night stand, and she huh. swears that's all it was. But huh. So there's all these different reports. But supposedly, things got so serious between her and the president. Well, and his brother. And his, and his brother. But, uh, they, but Didn't they have a menage a trois with her? That's, that's another rumor. Yeah. So, I mean, gosh, you never know. And I've been in the White House. But supposedly, Karen, when it came to just JFK... Things got to a point where she actually fascinated Marilyn Monroe that is fascinated about becoming first lady. And she reportedly had a conversation with Jackie Kennedy about it. Did he tell her, of course, I'll marry you now, get into bed? Or well, what? Ha- I, where does she come up with this? Hmm. You know, but she apparently did. She called Jackie up, right? She did. And oh. appara- well, here's uh, reportedly here's what it sounded like. He claims that Monroe, aware her career was fading, thought Kennedy would marry her. Can't you just see me as first lady, she told a friend. Anderson says Monroe even called Jackie and told her of JFK's promise to marry her. Jackie was unfazed. Marilyn, you'll marry Jack, that's great, and you'll move into the White House and you'll assume the responsibilities of first lady, (laughs) and I'll move out and you'll have all the problems. So he's told her he would marry her. Yeah. And they slept together one time. That must have been one good roll in the I, hay. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was more than once or it was just so impactful that there you go. But but this is according to what? Christopher Anderson's book? Yeah, he wrote a book. This this guy, Christopher Anderson, apparently dug really, really deep into the affairs and all these things. And, and not that this whole podcast is about JFK and Marilyn Monroe affairs. You'll see it all comes together. Um, but he wrote a book called These Few Precious Days, and he detailed some of the more in-depth history of their relationship. So just for context here, the book also chronicles Jackie Kennedy and her knowledge of JFK's many affairs through their marriage. So it wasn't just Marilyn Monroe, obviously, as we know, uh, or, you know, reportedly anyway. According to Anderson, the author of the book, Jackie was willing and able to actually turn a blind eye to the side relationships that JFK had as long as nothing was made public. And that's the key here. Nothing was made public. (laughs) That would cause Jackie the embarrassment. Yeah. But there was something about his tryst with Monroe that just was not sitting right with her. Because Marilyn was a loose cannon who could go public at any time, causing a scandal that would obliterate her husband's reputation, destroy her marriage, and hold her up to public ridicule. Mm. You know what happens to loose cannons. What's that, Karen? They get their fuse lit. Yeah, I see. And you start to see how this all... You know, kind of comes together here. If she's worried if the first lady was reportedly worried about the so-called loose cannon coming out, telling secrets. I'm just saying. So not to get too scandalous here. I know. Okay? Believe it or not, this is a UAP yes, alien podcast. It is. It is. Bear with us. But I, I really, I just, it was important, I thought, for those stories to be told first to show how she was viewed, you know, by by inner circle of elites about, you know, this loose cannon type of persona and that... And what they were kind of dealing with and what she was dealing with. Yeah. And she it, had some memory gaps and it wasn't lost time. I think it was too many drinky winkies and maybe too many second all pills. She had, she had a lot of addictions, unfortunately. And well, another example here of yeah. kind of like the inner circle, Frank Sinatra. Right. Here's what he supposedly said there and, and she wrote about in her diary. I'd love to read her diary. According to Rothmiller, one entry from the week before her death read, Frank Sinatra, Peter and others were there. Frank said, I can't keep my f- mouth shut. He told me to get out. I don't know why he's treating me this way. What happened to me? I was drunk. I don't remember. Did I have sex? Man, that's like a I diary. Said, 
Lost time. Wow. Yeah, well, sometimes you have lost time in different ways other than alien reduction, I guess. No, but that excerpt came from the book Bombshell, the night Bobby Kennedy killed Marilyn Monroe. Whoa. <laughs> written by former LAP detective Mike Rothmiller, who you heard in the sound yeah. there. Now, that's a pretty damning name for a book. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so how did we make a giant leap like that where we go from relationships and scandals to Bobby Kennedy killing Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe? Yeah. Well, supposedly, supposedly, she went on to have a much more serious affair with Bobby Kennedy, who was the attorney general at that point. Right. And after both he and John stopped communicating with her, things reportedly got ugly. Here's another excerpt from... Her diary, actually. In the next entry, which had an angrier tone, Monroe reportedly wrote, They are not calling back. Mm. Bob and John no. used me. I told Peter they're ignoring me. I'm not going to stand for that. I'm going to tell everyone about us. Mm-hmm. I won't be ignored, Dan. <laughs> no, but but they did have pillow talk. They told yeah, her stuff. Men are did. so dumb. Yeah, we are. Yeah. You know, you get us in bed and you just... Oh, yeah, anything, but yeah. The, the, sure, I'll marry you. Go ahead. The seal is off the lips. <laughs> Just, I love you, baby. Oh, yeah. But uh, now, for context, by the way, we keep hearing the name Peter. Yeah. That, uh, that she's referring to in her entries was Peter Lawford, who was an actor and brother-in-law of the Kennedy brothers. He yeah. was married to Patricia Kennedy. Yeah. And, well, here's another weird thing. Lawford actually gave a deathbed confession. Not another deathbed oh, confession. Yeah, we're, we're back. Here he is. Lawford apparently said that he had been in Monroe's home that night and witnessed the whole thing, although he claimed that he believed Kennedy had merely slipped a sedative, not poison, into her drink. A few years later, in 1988, Lawford's fourth wife, Patricia Seaton, revealed that Lawford was called by Monroe on the night she died. She also said that Lawford claimed he recognized her call as a suicide gesture, but ignored it nonetheless. Yeah, he felt guilt about it. He felt a lot of guilt about it. Those incidents seemed to haunt him a lot. Marilyn was haunting him. Yeah, right. No, but so why were the brothers, Bobby and JFK, so worried about her? And And that's the thing. So, I mean, we kind of made a leap there. So I'll just give you a little bit more more backstory. This relationship that she was in reportedly with with Bobby Kennedy got very serious. And we like we mentioned, you know, they stopped communicating with her. She kind of had like that scorned lover thing going on. And it got so bad that she started to threaten that she was going to reveal the secrets. Here's what she wrote in her diary what, I think the day before she died or the day of? Her final entry, written the day before her death, apparently read, Peter said Robert will come tomorrow. I don't know if he will. Oh! Mm So apparently, Whoa. when you look at this as a murder mystery type thing, again, not that we're trying to do sex scandals and murder mysteries, but hey, sex lies and aliens, right? That's the name of the episode. Um, when you look at it from an investigative standpoint, you start to think to yourself, wait a minute, do you actually have Robert Kennedy in Marilyn Monroe's home the night that she died? And according to some of these investigative journalists and former LAPD officers, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. So why? Why was he there? Why? What was so important about her diary, about the things that she was writing and willing to reveal? Was it just sex scandals? Was it just that she was going to come out and say, I'm sleeping with the president, I'm sleeping with the attorney general? To and, Jackie Chagrin. Right. And that was going to sully the Kennedy name? Or uh-huh. was it one of the biggest government secrets that slipped through his lips during pillow talk. Was there something more that would have pushed, theoretically, supposedly, that would have pushed Bobby Kennedy to want to eliminate or have someone else eliminate Marilyn Monroe? Because well, he was there, according he was, to everybody. He was, according to the reports. But, yeah, you know, Karen, it would be too easy if it just stopped at a sex scandal. Oh, yeah, no.
That's not what we're about here. Here's the things when, when, when everything kind of takes a wild turn, an even more wild turn. What if there was more than one reason? What if she knew too much about top secret information that she found out through that pillow talk, right? Yeah. What if that information involved the greatest government secret of all? And, of course, we're talking about the information surrounding visitors from other worlds. That's right. Uh-huh. Because every president is told about these things. Right? I mean, to some extent. To some because extent. Nicolas Cage made a couple movies about it. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I love Nicolas Cage about movies. The, what? the book. Right? Oh, yeah. The and Book the, of Secrets. Book oh, of Secrets. yeah. Love those movies. National Treasure. Yeah, so if you thought that stuff was highly guarded by Nicolas Cage and uh, you know the Declaration of Independence and all that, just multiply all that by 100 back in the 60s. So how would Marilyn Monroe know about all these different things, Karen? How would she know? Well, apparently JFK was very curious about the subject himself, so he uh, reportedly met some blowback when it came to finding out the truth. But by who? He's the President of the United States. Right, right. Now... This clip you're about to hear is a little long, okay? And you know that if we play a long clip, it's for a good reason, because we felt it was important to play you the whole thing here to properly frame the gravity of the situation <laughs> that Marilyn Monroe may have inadvertently found herself in. Right. Now, just real quick, the background here, JFK was digging around the CIA for a truth about Roswell. That's a known fact, okay? That's not conspiracy. The fact... If you if you look at anything, read any JFK history, he wanted to know about aliens. He wanted to know about the truth about Roswell, the crash there, and things like that, and felt as the president, he was entitled to know those things. And he, he was. But at that point, okay, you already had other groups, such as the Majestic 12. That's right. They were not very happy that he was pretty much snooping around and asking the CIA for information. And we've talked about the Majestic We have, yeah. I I mean, in depth in previous episodes. And if you're not familiar, they had supposedly... Wasn't Valiant Thor part of them? Uh, No, he was kind of outside of that. But Majestic 12 came across after the Roswell incident. So Truman wanted a government oversight committee, I guess you could say, who would be in charge of... Future incidents like Roswell, somebody he could rely oh, on to take case care of. There's it. another weather balloon. Yeah, exactly. And so they came up with the Majestic 12, supposedly. MJ 12. MJ 12 for short. When they were originally made up of, you know, the top scientists, the top generals, people like that. And fast forward 15 years later to the 1962 area, they have had become very powerful, this group. And they were the ones, supposedly, according to the theories, overseeing all these things. They were the ones in charge, not the president. It's the Majestic 12, it's the CAA wow. who were in charge of alien secrets. And they don't want to. I heard this actually from, from someone uh, within the government where they said one time, the, they look at the president because Clinton tried to find out secrets. He did. And they wouldn't tell him. And they, they, reportedly Clinton had a close friend that came to him and said, do you want to end up like JFK? <gasps> no. Yes. And they said, you better stop asking questions about aliens. That's True story. And reason being is because they look at presidents as part-time employees. They are. They're around for at the most eight eight years at the most. You're talking about government employees who are there for 40 years, 50 years. Except you got Biden. He's been there for vice president. True. I mean, he's been around a long time as a senator and vice president. president. How much he knows. It's a good question. Because, you know, you you do have people who are in government for a long time as well, for sure. But these people who work within these organizations, they look at themselves as the Grand Poobahs. So they did not want to tell JFK 
anything going back 60 years ago. So they supposedly wrote a memo on how to handle the situation and then burned it. But he did find out reportedly some secrets about Roswell enough anyway that may have implicated Marilyn Monroe about what she possibly knew. But now here's the thing about that burned memo. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Someone Uh, saved it. It was a nine-page memo. They saved it from the fire. Yeah, they're trying to say this could not even be recreated. Right. You know, there's just – there's – people they're trying to figure out how this could be a fake but it's a nine page memo it's got burn marks on it and just for reference sake jfk secret service code name was lancer mm-hmm. here we go as you must know lancer has made some inquiries regarding our activities which we cannot allow and perhaps the most chilling page of the burned memo states When conditions become non-conducive for growth in our environment, and Washington cannot be influenced any further, the weather is lacking any precipitation. It should be wet. That's an old Soviet phrase. Wet work means that's when you kill people covertly. It's a very kind of careful way of describing if Kennedy doesn't play ball real soon, he's got to be taken out. So obviously what must have happened is Kennedy started asking about aliens, greys, UFOs, the whole thing. And MJ-12 took a vote and decided we have to get rid of this guy. Okay. So they... (laughs) Wow. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Um, But the weather report's interesting because... You remember Holly Golightly and Breakfast at Tiffany's would go to jail and give the weather report? Right, right. (laughs) It's, it's an old Russian thing, yeah. I guess. I, I, I never knew I that. I did not know. You're all wet, Stephen. Uh, yeah, well, that's not good. No. I won't be back for episode 40 then. Oh, my gosh. So, apparently, and I know this is where really things start to come together. So, if I know, you know, what they're essentially saying there is that JFK was assassinated because he was trying to find out too much about aliens. And who had Russian ties? I mean, well, the they The guy they that say, shot him. Yeah, and the they Harvey also, Oswald went to Russia. That's right, and also they say that Marilyn Monroe actually was friends with communists <gasps> within her own inner circle, and she actually wanted to go to Russia herself. She wanted to go to Moscow to kind of learn more about this society, according to some things in her diary. So you, this all kind of comes together. So huh. now we're kind of making the leap Russia, here. Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah, we're making the leap here that not only did JFK end up finding out too much and wanted to know too much, but he may have actually spilled some of the secrets to Marilyn Monroe. So are we actually suggesting that both people were killed because of the alien secret? I mean, think about that. I know. It's mind-blowing. Now, this is mind-blowing. It's obviously wild stuff. But you're probably still wondering, since last week, how does Burl Eyes fit into all this? Yes, the snowman himself. It's said that he got direct information from Marilyn Monroe before her death and that she wanted to reveal more than just her affairs with the Kennedys. Wait a minute. How does Marilyn Monroe know Burl Ives? They all knew each other. Uh, she must have met him at that Bing Crosby Christmas party where she slept with right. JFK. <laughs> It all. He was in the next bedroom with Ava Gardner. I guess so. Oh, my God. So, uh, according to that, I swear to you, as as aliens as my witness, we are not making this up. No. Burl Ives said in a report before his death that he believed Marilyn Monroe was killed because of the alien secret. Those are his words. Look it up. That's what he believed. Because he Who did thought- he tell this to? Uh, some reporter okay. that you know that kind of got out there. He thought that 
she knew too much, not only about JFK's personal affairs, maybe things in government that she shouldn't have known about, but because of the alien secret that JFK told her things about Roswell that she was going to come out and reveal along with the affair. She's such a loose cannon. Of course, they had to get rid of her. So based on a top secret classified document, Take it from a vault at the NSA. Oh, I love it. Yes. I mean, the, the, let me just... Oh, my God. <laughs> let me repeat that. Burn documents and secret vaults. Top secret, classified, vault, NSA. Yeah. We got it all right here. Okay? All in the same sentence. And it's important, by the way, Karen, that you mentioned that term loose cannon again, because that reportedly was what Jackie Kennedy called her. Okay. Yeah. So there's this is all kind of coming together. Did Marilyn Monroe really kill herself? Well... I'm what, believing that she didn't at this point. What was her official cause of death? probable suicide Pro- that is so strange because the medical examiner when they list the cause of death that's the official cause of death that's exactly and you can't argue it that's where they start any kind of criminal investigation mm-hmm. if they put homicide then that's the you know their decision Correct. to do that but if they put homicide you have to investigate it probable suicide tells me nothing no not at all. It's it's completely vague. And, and that's a little old fact, by the way. I'm glad you bring that up. That That is the official cause of death. If you look it up on Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Monroe's death records from L.A. County, right? As yeah, I think it was L.A. Yeah. County. It says probable suicide. That's the official record. What the hell does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> probable suicide. Either it's suicide or it's homicide. Not. Right. Exactly. Not probable. You don't go probable homicide. Pretty interesting. So that kind of takes us to here. We're back to our black vault from the NSA. (laughs) A guy named Dr. Stephen Greer says he has reason to believe that she was indeed killed because she was going to tell the world about the spacecraft that was recovered at Roswell. Oh, the weather balloon. Yeah, the old old weather balloon. According to Dr. Greer, an insider that he was connected to mailed him a copy of that document, which was, according to him... Who? What, Burl Ives got this from... Uh, Dr. Greer got it from somebody. that okay. It was mailed to him, an insider that okay. he knew. And this document that Dr. Greer obtained was signed by a man named James Jesus Angleton. <laughs> I, okay. This guy now- Jesus or Jesus? No, Jesus. Angleton. Yes. He's got Jesus and Angel in his name. Crazy, right? Now, if you know anything about government conspiracy and CAA and NSA and things like that in the Majestic 12, you might have just had a chill shudder down your spine because if you know about it, you know about James Jesus. This guy was is famous within conspiracy circles. He was the chief of counterintelligence for the CAA oh. from 1954 until 1975. Wow. 21 years. Now, the document described is a wiretap that was placed on Marilyn Monroe, and it details her discussion with a friend in New York in which she allegedly said that she was going to hold a press conference <gasps> to disclose what President Kennedy had told her about quote, objects from outer space that were recovered from New Mexico in the 1940s. That is according to this document from a wiretap on Marilyn Monroe. Because remember, if you ask yourself, well, why would they be wiretapping Marilyn uh, Marilyn Monroe? Remember what I said about five minutes ago. She was dealing with communists. She had friends in communist circles. She was wanting to go to Moscow herself. That's in her diary. So 1960s, the government was very big on trying to uncover communists within Hollywood and within society. So there might have been good reason to have her wiretapped. Maybe that's why the government was wiretapping her. And then they hear that. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh, red flags, back to the loose cannon thing from Jackie Kennedy, right? Now, Dr. Greer even said that he spoke to one of Monroe's close friends in the film industry, who, yes, 
was the actor and singer Burl (gasps) Ives. Now, according to him, Ives said that the cause of her death wasn't suicide. Ives believed, according to Dr. Greer, that the secret that she was ready to reveal could have more than likely been the scenario as to why she was killed. And you know what? The dates of death, it's not a coincidence, I don't think. Um, You've got August 1962. I was born in January 1962, so I am not Marilyn Monroe reincarnated, unfortunately. (laughs) Then you had JFK, uh, November Almost a year later. 22nd, 63. Oh, almost a year later, yeah. And then Bobby, you had uh, June 6th in 1968. Right. And both of those were actually televised seemingly, Mm. right? Yeah, that's fair. They're they're both caught on camera. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bobby Kennedy, for sure. I mean, that was a primary speech in California, right? Well, in the LaFruiter film, you have... uh, Yeah. So, that's weird. That's really weird. So I just want to go roll back. You were talking about Dr. Greer. He mm-hmm. had an insider who was connected. Uh, into in, the NSA. To the yeah. NSA. To, do we know who that was? He, he never said the name. Um, he never gave that information. It wasn't Burl Ives. No, it wasn't. That's where I got confused. <laughs> that wasn't Burl Ives, but he did reportedly, according to him, but he spoke to Burl Ives, okay. and that's where some of that information comes from. Um, but, I mean, when you just to go back real quick to James Jesus over there, Again, if you know that name, you might have got a chill when you first heard it because if you really look into this, okay, and I'm actually kind of scared even talking about this because if you really look into this, there is theories that James Jesus was the one to order the hit on JFK. That he was the one, Is again, this guy was the, the chief of counterintelligence. So he called up Lee Harvey and he goes, yo. You're going to be the guy. Go to the, the book depository. That's it. You're the fall guy. With his you know. $12 rifle, by the way. That yeah. game costs 12 bucks. And they still say there might have been a second shooter. You yeah. know, the old, what is it, the, the grassy the grassy knob, what is it called? Noel. No, the grassy knoll. <laughs> the Warren Commission figured out nothing. There's that magic bullet that went through JFK's yeah. neck into Connolly and somehow ended right. up pristinely on the side of his bed. If there was one bullet, how did it end up on the side of the bed going through two men? Makes no sense. Oh, my God. But when you start to think about what we spoke about here today, Karen, kind of does make sense, doesn't it? I mean, you talk about the sex scandals. You talk about these these secret affairs between both Kennedys. You talk about how they didn't want their name to be sullied in the press. And then you talk about what Kennedy was trying to uncover, what he did uncover from the CIA and the Majestic 12, and what he may have told Marilyn Monroe. According to some of these reported wiretaps and the things in her diary, she was ready to talk about more than just affairs. Yeah, I was just going to say that quite honestly, I don't see Marilyn Monroe being snuffed out because she had sex with someone. Right. It would have to be something far more impactful. Like, and you know how terrified they were of how the masses would respond if they did know that aliens were real? It's not like they now. They thought there would be panic. No, now it's like, oh, it's open. Right. That's why we're doing the podcast. Right. The government is telling us it's true. So could it be possible? Yeah. I mean, wow. It makes sense. Sex lies Probable suicide. Probable suicide. That is the official cause of death on on her autopsy what report. What is it? Probable deniability? What is a it? Plausible, plausible deniability. <laughs> That's right. There was a lot of plausible deniability yes. here in this story, for sure, with with all these characters. Wow. This is this is a, one of our better episodes. And I'm telling you, when it really all comes together like that, yeah. you start to think to yourself, 
there might be something to this. Maybe they were killed because of the alien secret. And JFK wanted to talk about this. He wanted public disclosure about the alien secret. He did. And he That's on the books. He didn't tell Jackie about it. No. <laughs> they didn't have any pillow talk. My goodness gracious. <laughs> so make up your own mind. Yeah. That's what we always do here. We let you make up your own mind. If you think it's craziness, then think it's craziness. That's fine with us. But we're just giving you what's out there, and you can make up your own mind. That's right. Oh, boy. What are we doing next week? You know what? We have two ideas. What are you going with? I think what we're going to do, it's going to get heavy. I Even, know. I mean, this was kind of heavy in its own right. But the sacred geometry, we both of us have always been fascinated by this. Yeah, fifth grade, I learned about the Fibonacci numbers and the golden mean and what it meant. And it blew my mind. How is all this connected? Why it's do you? the universe. The universe. I mean, it's it's math. Is it proof of intelligent design? Why do we have a spiral galaxy and spirals here and spirals there and everything kind of adds up? One and two is three. Two and three is five. Three and five is eight. Five and eight is 13 and so on. That's the growth rate of a tree, of a nautilus shell, of rabbit reproduction. Talk about of rabbit. The, of the bait of rabbit hole. We're going to get down a rabbit hole in this The rate one. that a baby yeah. grows. Yeah. It's all connected to the golden mean. It's crazy. So we're going to dive deep, I think, next week into the sacred geometry for episode 40. Because what? Your binary number one and zero, one and zero, one right? and zero. Right. There's huh. a lot to uncover with this. And it does. And trust I'm me. terrible at math. You're good at it, though. I kind of. It just, it's all, it all connects with, with, I mean, the mysteries of the universe. We are going to unravel (laughs) the mysteries of the universe. No pressure there. (laughs) On the next episode. By the way, you could always check it out. Not really a lot of pictures to go with this one. Uh, You normally, we always say go to 850wftl.com on the UAP blog. Yeah, I mean, that'll, you know, that'll be there, but it's always there anyway. So you can always go to the blog on 850wftl.com. You search the podcast section, you'll find UAP right there and this episode will be there. All the past episodes with all the photo uh, editions that go along with it. It's fascinating Yeah, check stuff. out the Majestic 12 one. And, you know, we also did a Roswell one. Oh, yeah. Locations of alien spot sightings. So a that, lot of what we've yeah. already done connected to this yeah. episode. So you can always go back and listen as well on Apple and Spotify. Download, subscribe to the podcast. Thank you all again for making this podcast what it has become and what it continues to grow into which is just phenomenal. It's blowing everybody's mind here around us. So thank you all. Please help us to continue to grow it and give us five extraterrestrial stars. Wait. Thank you very much. Thank you, Elvis. <laughs> thank you, Elvis. <laughs> so, oh, and of course, on Twitter, at UA Podcast 850 is where you can find us on Twitter as well. Yeah. So until next time, Karen, Karen and I are going to go study the sacred geometry. I hope, I hope we are here for episode 40. Yeah, they might, CIA might come after us. I don't know. <laughs> after this one, we've got to be careful. So we'll talk again next time on UAP, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. It's Karen Curtis over there, Stephen Diener over here. Have a good one. <laughs>